Hello, I am Lori Wendra of Your Life Core, and you are listening to Messages from the Universe. Here, I deliver information from the mastery realms related to astrology, planetary influences, energy surges, and generally how we are evolving. I connect with angels, guides, ascended masters, astral beings, and those that come forward with messages to help us on our journey. Welcome, everyone. Hello, this is Lori Wentra, and thank you for listening. Our topic today is things that we see that we really don't see. I start with a story of myself coming downstairs one early morning to see what the cats were meowing so loudly about. They woke me up, so I got up, came downstairs. I had heard them fighting or playing in the early morning hours, and I couldn't determine if it was fighting or if it was playing. Usually they play, but after a bit, they just stopped, and then they just started meowing. There was no going back to sleep, so I just got up to see what the noise was all about. And halfway down the stairs, I saw it. It. But what was it? It looked like a worm in the middle of my entryway. And my head went right away to how in the world would a worm get in my house? And how would it get into the entryway? My cats don't go outside ever. So I'm like, did the cats find it somewhere and bring it here? But how is that even possible? So my mind is spiraling. And I'm thinking, thank goodness they didn't bring it up to me in bed. Sometimes cats like to bring little gifts to us, right? But they were both sitting by it, guarding it. And in my mind, I quickly thought they were not going to be happy when I returned it back outside. But I was still wondering, how did it get there? I went into the kitchen to grab a great big wad of paper towels, fully preparing myself to pick it up and transport it outside. Grabbing the paper towels, rubbing my eyes, and yawning, I walked back to the entryway to rescue this poor little worm. But as I bent down, I quickly noticed that it wasn't a worm at all, but it was a ponytail holder that had broken or had been chewed apart. This little piece of brown rubber lay helplessly in the entry. This previously purposed cat toy was about to end up in the garbage. No more worm hair tie cat toy. And I thought the power of our minds, how powerful our minds are when we see things that aren't really there, but yet we convince ourselves that's what it is. This is how we catalog things. We label things. Even when we can't identify what they are, we associate it to something that we have cataloged or seen in the past. This thing is like that, or this thing is not like that. We are doing this all the time at the speed faster than sound. Our brain scans for all the possibilities of what the thing could be or what the thing isn't. It sorts, it shuffles, it logs, it registers, and then it spits out an answer as to this is that. So today I want to ask you, what might you be seeing that isn't really what you see? What if what you see is an illusion or something that you've seen before that you've quickly labeled it is that? So what might you be seeing now that is really something else? I'm not talking about conspiracy theories that are floating around about the pandemic or vaccinations. 
I'm not talking about social or political things. What I'm talking about are the things in your everyday life that you have already made a decision about. It's set in cement. You have seen it that way and that is the way it is. Therefore, you're not open to seeing it any other way. Well, the universe is always moving and the universe is always changing and the universe teaches us through example that we have to constantly be shifting and reviewing and seeking and searching and recataloging and recategorizing. We are souls having a human experience. And in order for our soul's evolution, we have to keep experiencing things in a place of shift. For the universe to teach us, we have to be teachable. We have to be able to see things new or see old things in a new way. I recently saw this saying, I understood myself only after I had destroyed myself and in the process of fixing myself did I know who I really was. Okay, take a deep breath. I'm going to say that again. I understood myself only after I had destroyed myself and in the process of fixing myself did I know who I really was. Take a deep breath. There is so much about that statement that makes me frown, makes me cringe. I understand what the author is attempting to say, that sometimes you have to destroy or deconstruct or take things apart in order to find a new way. But the concept about destroying yourself is so foreign to the universal energy of love. There is so much hurt and pain wrapped up in those words. I just find that I want to hug this person and shower them with love and light and tell them that you don't have to destroy yourself in order to find a different way. And that anything that you do want to deconstruct or recreate is part of who you were. Even in these words, this person didn't like who they were, so they might not be able to honor that part of who they were, and that who they were is how they are created to what they are to become. In other words, we don't get to be something without going through something else. Meaning, if there's some features or some things about ourselves that we don't like, we get to see them and shift them. But we don't get to be a place of something different until we move away from what was. And that's all part of us. That's part of honoring it. The universe gives us opportunities to see what we need, when we need it, and how we need to see it. You only have to allow it, grab it, embrace it, welcome it. It's already yours. Once we stop trying to fix something, we can see the beauty in it and transform it or transmute it. We don't have to destroy it. We can change it. We can honor it. We can evolve it into something different without feeling like it was so broken it had to be fixed or that we were so broken we have to be fixed. When you are ready to see what is needed to change, the universe will show it to you. It's like this big zoom lens that just comes zooming in into clarity as to what gets to or needs to or you want to change but it doesn't have to be so painful and often there is a last resort before we actually see something we no longer want or we see a part of us that we no longer are but it's not wrong it's not bad it's not broken but it does show us something different and we're in this energy right now to show something different we're understanding energy as our emotions and how our beliefs and our thoughts and our imprints and even our stories from our ancestors or from our early childhood 
really shifts us, really maneuvers and manipulates us. Our minds are so powerful that they can direct us to see things that aren't really there, but might help us explain what is there. Maybe a bad experience is only created for us to see how strong we are, how resilient, or how we are able to navigate away from that experience into something different. Our minds are so powerful. Teachers along my path and life experiences have shown me that sometimes I need to look at something from all angles. Suspend it. Put it out in front of me. Don't be afraid to look at it. Front, back, sideways, upside down. Then perhaps I still don't understand it, so I might need to take it apart and put it all back together again. I tend to understand myself better sometimes when I take something apart, but I don't need to destroy it. I don't need to crush it. I don't need to feel like it was so bad or it was so broken that it was awful. It's in that process of being willing to deconstruct it and putting the pieces aside that you feel you no longer need. That's the power. That's the love. That's the opportunity to create something different. And the honest truth is, is creating something different isn't always better, but it does move us forward. I think we're at a point in time, this age, this space of taking things apart and putting them back together. And once we take them apart and we look at them from all angles, we can decide if we're going to put them back together the way they were or put them back together a different way. However, sometimes we do not want to put back together. Sometimes we want to leave it behind and create something brand new. And we just needed to see all the pieces in order to do that. But what about modifying something? I get asked that all the time. Our experiences are so powerful in our life. We don't need to forget everything. We get to take the best parts and take that forward. So what about modifying it? Sometimes I think we've seen too many action movies. The good guy has to destroy the bad guy in order for the light to come through. But isn't there a between state? We need to see things in a new light so that we can construct it in a way, not create the same thing again and again and again. If we aren't teachable, if we're unwilling to learn new, we really stop progressing. If we aren't teachable and we're unwilling to look at those things that we want to deconstruct without having to destroy them, the universe doesn't work upon destruction. The universe works upon transmutation. Certainly the universe wants us to deconstruct those things that hold us back. Take down those roadblocks so that we don't recreate. And sometimes the universe will take them away for us so that we can't go back and reconstruct something. Layer by layer, we remove what we thought it to be and found ourselves in a place of vulnerability, perhaps feeling a little raw, perhaps in that place of between, between deconstruction and construction or creation. Universally, we're in a time of possibility. Having to admit we don't know, we're not sure, we're not clear. Sometimes we don't know what step to follow. All we know is that we've taken things apart or we've deconstructed things that didn't work and now we're trying to construct or look at how to build something for the future. But that's a place of possibility. We can choose to use the parts that we deconstructed from or build from brand new. And oftentimes, When we get to that place of building brand new, the universe gives us a blank canvas, and that can be really confusing. We get to ask, what are we seeing? What's truth and what's not? What's real and what's an image of what we think it to be? How quickly 
We rush through life with the solution without pausing to see all the opportunities. And right now, we have a blank canvas. We've deconstructed. We have all the pieces that we have a choice to bring with us or get something new. But we might be in this place of just getting it done. Get on to the next thing. Don't waste time. Kids are absolutely fabulous in showing us how to pause and explore. They naturally are learning so much that they're exploring and cataloging and exploring and recataloging. But as we approach adulthood, I think many of us stop that curious part of us. We have enough catalog entries to survive, so we stop. We thrive when we are exploring, when we pursue beyond what is the obvious item before us. Remember, you don't have to chase something that the universe already has planned to send to you. You don't have to destroy something to create something new. We have enough things in our life that squish our energy, flatten the possibilities, and try to compress and conform us into a way that fits a mold. My ability to see things started very young. And as a child, I remember I saw a bear standing in my bedroom when I was really young. I don't think I remember this experience because the bear scared me, but I remember that experience because the adults around me didn't believe me. They tried to tell me it was a nightmare. When it wasn't a dream or a nightmare, it wasn't anything scary. But in their minds, a bear would mean attack or something that would harm a a human. But in my child mind, the bear was something else. At that time, I didn't get to explore what that something else was because it was told to me that it was a dream or a nightmare, and it wasn't possible for a bear to attack me in my bedroom while I slept. That was the story that was imprinted upon me. It was the story that was told to me. In animal medicine, bear is about healing, setting clear boundaries and not compromising even if pressured. Ask for what you want, whether or not you feel you'll get it. Be gentle and show your love to those you're close to. And lastly, bear medicine asks you to find answers to your questions by going inside rather than reading or consulting others. I look at this today when I reflect back on that time and I say, wow, do you think that that bear showing up was an attempt to lead me onto my spiritual path earlier and in a more in-depth way. But it was those things around me that created a stopping point. Right now, there are a lot of things around us that create stopping points. There are a lot of things that are not what they seem, but they are what we want them to be. And in a time of rushing and hurry and get things done and just get from point A to point B, there isn't that pause for us to just be in that energy of possibility. When we don't stop and pause, we relate everything to what we already know. We're also in this huge time of expansion, so the universe will continue to give us opportunity after opportunity to experience things that we've not seen before, things we've not felt before, as a way to expand our existence. If we relate everything to the old and past, we aren't expanding, but we're rather shoring up what we already know. And the universe knows that we already know, so we get more new experiences. That's a cycle, right? I have clients that send me pictures of things they see. An example, a plastic bag stuck on a fence that in the shadow of sunset looks like a Bigfoot. Tree branches that are exposed after all the leaves have fallen that look like a creature or animal never moving. Images in windows that are reflections caught by digital technology that is more capable of catching and imaging all colors in light. 
our brains want to identify it. We know what we know when we are able to know it. It's as simple as that. We know what we know when we're ready for it. The bag caught on the fence will continue to look like Bigfoot until we walk up to it and see it's a plastic bag stuck on a fence. Our brains will lock in and convince us that there's a creature or animal in the tree branches until we get out the binoculars and get a closer view. Our curiosity to explore is part of our evolution. If we aren't curious to explore and learn, we stop the expansion process. We stay status quo and the universe doesn't function that way. The universe gives us the experiences, not so that we can prove that we've been there, done that, but so we can ask, what is this? Much of what we know is already here on earth and just regurgitated in another book, a movie, or story. But what is the new information? And I'm always seeking new information. What of the old needs to die off or be seen another way to allow something new to come in? What might you see one way that you now need to see it another way? What do you need to walk up to or get out your binoculars and look at more closely? Don't just be satisfied with what you're told, but explore and conclude on your own. Your experience, your opportunities, your learning. See, see through a new lens, your lens, new beliefs, a new frequency, and you will see the old in a new light without destroying it, without destruction. You will see the dimensions of it and the possibility of it. This includes looking at your relationships and the people that are all around you and not being afraid to go deeper, not being afraid to look, not being afraid to pause and say, I want to look at it a different way, not being so quick to pigeonhole something into what it was. When you see it, don't talk yourself out of it. Talk yourself into the possibilities of what it could be. As I said, much of the information has been here on earth and it's just regurgitated in a different way. And we need that because all of us are on different levels of learning. But there is new coming into the planet right now. A few nights ago, again, the cats were restless and I found myself unable to sleep. Being restless in bed is miserable. So I got up and went downstairs, grabbed a blanket and sat outside on my back deck where I could watch the stars. There in the coolness of the night, brilliant stars, I saw the most beautiful blue bean of light. And I did not try to reason it away in my mind that it was a shadow cast from something else in the backyard, a light coming from a neighbor's yard. But I simply welcomed the energy that I just felt. I saw it, but I didn't have to know or have an entire story about what, why, or how. I just felt knowing that this was new. And when the time for me to know, I would know. For right now, I didn't have a place to refer or to reference it to. And in that, I guess, and I know, more will come later when I'm ready. This is Lori Wundra of Your Life Corps. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Messages from the Universe. I'm Lori Wandra. For current events or to schedule a private session, please visit www.yourlifecore.com.